All right, welcome back to the Hit Factor. We are. I feel like we're finally kind of like in the swing of the season. Maybe that's because I have mm-hmm. my like Bighorn is in like ten days from when we're recording this. It's like two days after it will come out. But uh, I feel like we're finally kind of in the like middle of the season, which means we're kind of back in the middle of the swing of of recording. Like hopefully these will be more consistent every week coming out. Yeah, which, that would be ideal. Yeah, which is the is the plan if Jeff can keep up with the editing. That that will be the challenge. I'm working on some ways to streamline that. So, so if any of our listeners out there is like a whiz with like throwing together stuff like this, and uh, yeah. you want like five bucks an episode, we'll probably we'd probably pay you five bucks an episode to. Uh, or if you're trying to do like a a startup media company. Right, you yeah. could sponsor the podcast with your work, and then we could talk about the work that you do. Yeah, and then you got like great examples for like after, like to show people, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, this is this is what they look like before I started, and this is where they're at now. Like, be be great for somebody. I feel like we just want to help you out. We're just we're giver we're givers, man. We're givers. Yes. Very much so. Right, I've got some rare breed tonight. Good old classic rare breed. Uh, this is actually I say classic rare breed. This is actually like classic classic because this is the old formula, like the rare breed. Like it, every I don't know four or five years they they get a new new formula, not formula, but just basically a new batch. And uh, yeah, I had an old I had an old bottle that I'm trying to trying to kill. So that's what I got. If you haven't had rare breed and you want like like to me like available bourbon that's like available like across the entire country basically for it's like 45 bucks most places you go maybe 50 bucks uh rare breed is 60 bucks here is it really yeah they're they're marking that up a bit um but it's a like it's a good it's a good bottle like that you can get so if anybody's looking for something good it is a barrel proof but it wild turkey's barrel proof is lower than most people's it's only like 116 till it's not super super hot. Right. Yeah. That's a good one. I like it. I am drinking something new this evening. Something my wife got me for my birthday. It's from a a brewery in Arkansas. I don't even know where. But it's Crooked and Steep series. It's a barrel-aged barley wine ale. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's kind of sweet, uh, but it's good if you're on the YouTube's. There's the, the label there. Kind of cool, and it was sealed with wax. Oh, fancy! Yeah. So she got me this one, which is a uh, barley wine ale, and then I got a bottle of barley wine, and then also like two bottles of. A barrel aged stout. Mm. So got some stuff to kill. Interesting. It, yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed that low key uh, Jeff kind of giving himself a shout out for his birthday, which I guess we should probably say happy birthday. Oh yeah, for that. It was my uh, birthday. I went to the lake. Had a good time. Nice. Did you yeah, ever figure out? I know you put it on Discord, like you were asking for drink suggestions for your birthday. Did you? Oh uh, yeah. 
Did you figure it out? No. Was it like strawberry milk with a with a, a zebra cake? <laughs> Be busting. No, that bro. was a little late. That was a little late. Or I probably would have tried that. Dang it. Um. No, I honestly didn't drink anything terribly interesting. Drank a lot of a lot of Michelob and a lot of uh. 101 with Coke. It's kind well, of my go-to bad. now. Yeah, yeah, I like 101 and Coke. It's just a, it's a solid sipper. Yeah, yeah. 101 and Dr Pepper is that's a that's a very, very good good combo. And I mean I don't know about other people, but when I'm like out drinking like that, like like that weekend was for the purpose of of drinking <laughs> and having a good time, right? Uh-huh. Like. When you're in certain circles, it's just like, yeah, we're gonna smoke some cigarettes. Let's do it. What? <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't have people like that. It's like I do not smoke at any other time, but when we're like out drinking beer, we're like, yeah, let's get some Honestly, cigarettes. I can't think of <laughs> I can't think of a single friend that smokes. Really? Like at least that lives like anywhere remotely local to me. Well, that's what's funny is I don't have any friends that smoke. <laughs> like cigarettes, right? So, but if we're out and we're drinking, we're going to smoke some Marlboro Reds, man. That's so weird. Like I'm not I, the only one. I know I'm not. I don't, I don't, I just, I don't understand why you would, why anybody would want to just smoke anyway. Like, like if it's not something that you're addicted to, like you didn't like start when you were 12 and you got addicted to it. And so you're just stuck with it. Like why you would want to smoke anyway. I don't, I don't understand that, but I mean, but Jeff's a have, have, have goofy you smoked? dude. Have you smoked like anything? No. Like why would I want to? Okay. Well, uh, then I don't feel like you have any room to talk, but, but I, yeah, but I like nobody's <laughs> ever on you for making good decisions. Yeah, why? Why would I want to? Like the most. I mean, do you do you do anything else that's maybe bad for your body? No. Yeah, of course not. No. No. Definitely not. No, not at all. Okay. Okay. I I just I don't smoking doesn't make any sense to me, but that's that's yeah. fine. Well, it's it's for us. It's just like a. It's uh, just like one of the, I don't know how to, how to explain it. It's like, I mean, it's like getting together and drinking together, right? You're just like having a good time. It kind of, it <laughs> amplifies the mood. Okay. Right. Yeah. Well, tonight, I am drinking good old-fashioned uh, water. Oh, That's Jerry, probably he good. To, he's got to take the, the break so he can ramp it up when needed. Yeah, I don't know if y'all noticed Sasquatch is 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 looking kind of swole tonight. Like he's he's got a good pump oh, yeah. going. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he went to the gym this morning. He's starting to get his workout back on again, and so he's if you notice him, like if you work at CZ and you kind of notice, he's like, I, I have a feeling like six pack is there by tomorrow. Like oh, he worked yeah. out, he worked out this morning, so tomorrow, like yeah. you ought to start seeing some more definition and stuff. So. I expect uh, immediate results yeah. with little effort. That's that that's seems fair. reasonable. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, See, I oh mean, yeah, like, then, but I am excited that the Sasquatch did go to the gym this morning. I think that's a good thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. 
Um, I'm getting new shooting shoes also for my birthday. I'm buying them for myself. You know, I was wondering, you've been talking about that on the Discord and like people are like recommending shoes that are like 120 bucks and 100 bucks. I'm like, bro, yeah. Jeff needs like Converse price shoes. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. He needs them in that price range, not not like 120 bucks range. Pick him out yeah. something that he can buy at Walmart. I mean, my last pair of shooting shoes, well, I had two pair, but my my first pair, I guess, that I bought like specifically for shooting, I think they were like $35, <laughs> and they were on the sale rack at Bass Pro. They were nice shoes. They were Adidas shoes, but nice. they were just, yeah. And then the second pair was the, what is it, Terex Adidas shoes? Oh, yeah, I think are. they make some with that. Yeah. Um. I just didn't like those, but I did wear them out. So, but yeah, so I asked for uh, recommendations on the Discord. People were throwing stuff out there. There was actually a pretty good range of of recommendations. I think a lot of it just depends on like what fits you well. Like, I don't love the speed crosses just because the toes are so narrow in them. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean because I, yeah, I'm not a fan of like shoes that come to a point at all. Uh, they they bother me, so that was kind of my challenge, just trying to find something that had like a wider like toe pattern area. Even though I don't have wide feet, I just I like those style of shoes. So, have you looked looking. at the off road Crocs? <laughs> no, I have not looked at the off road Crocs. Because we had a guy at Ozarks that shot yeah. the whole match with in Crocs. Yeah, and he didn't even have them in four-wheel drive. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't have four-wheel drive mode engaged. So, so like, that might be an option for you, man. Yeah, they got a I'll big toe box, it. too. Be comfortable as all get out. Right, yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, I'll look into it for sure. Yeah. Have you have you tried, like, just uh, cleats? I have cleats, and yes, I I do like wearing them, but... I can't wear them on all ranges and they're actually like pretty uncomfortable to wear all day. That's what I would think would be the problem with them. Yeah. So I wanted like a trail running shoe, but it needs to be something that has really good like lateral support, you know, because I have running shoes that are great shoes, but as soon as you start trying to do like, I don't know, like if you were doing like suicide runs or something, something where you have to stop and go side to side, mm-hmm. like you, the foot wants to like slide off of the off of the side, you know, it doesn't have that yeah. that support on the sides to keep your foot in the shoe. So I assume that most like trail running shoes will have some more stability to the to the actual shoe, but that might not be an assumption. If they're if they're good, they should. Did you look at the Soleil was at all? I did. They were just, man, those shoes were like super pointy. And I just, I didn't like them. That's fine. Because that, that's the other thing. Like for me, it needs to be cheap. But if not cheap, you know, I can I can save up or, you know, I have a birthday. That works out nice. And people give me some money. Um, but also I'm like, I'm pretty picky on the thing, the way things look. Um, like I want it to look a certain way and have certain features, right? 
So, I, so you're very yeah. vain. Looking cool is very important in practical shooting. It's not really about looking cool. I don't, well, maybe it is. <laughs> like, I just want it to look a certain way. I don't know. Maybe that is vain. I really, I really hadn't thought about it much until y'all just accused me of that. But <laughs> I just know that I want things to look a certain way. Like, I here's an example. I don't want, like, a big toe drop. I think shoes with a big toe drop look stupid. Like, they have the big heel and, you know, they sit up. Oh, so that's back. just a that's literally just a look thing that you just don't like the looks of it. Uh, it's a, it's also a feel thing, but yes, I do hate the way that looks. Um, so I want something with like zero drop. Also, I don't want anything like off the back of the shoe. Like a lot of shoes have like this weird piece that like comes out the back. Yeah, and I, think I, it's I know what you mean. I don't like that. I think it's for people that heel strike a lot when they run or something. I don't really yeah, know. Probably. Um, but I freaking hate that. So I can't have a shoe that has like any sort of rubber or sole, like coming like out past the heel. Uh, huh. hate it. Also, I hate pointy shoes or shoes that like have like the little rubber piece that comes up over like the big toe, uh-huh. you know? It's, yeah. Like that classic running shoe look. Yeah. I don't like that either. So it needs to be, I'm just really picky about stuff like that. You sh- you need to go to uh, gohunt.com uh, okay. and look through their store. I I don't know if you can see their store. It's a subscription site, so I don't know if you can see their store. Um, it's 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 probably not. It's hunting. Uh, I mean, it's it's hunting related, but they have like they they pick what, what they carry, so it's kind of like a miniature like hunting REI type type store. But they get to choose like everything that they carry. And okay. so, like, they have a pretty good select. Like, if I like, like, if I was in your shoes and like, I want to find like, what are the available trail running shoes? Because sometimes it's just kind of hard to find. Like, what's actually, what are my actual options? Uh, yeah. That that website has, like, if they if they're carrying it, then it's usually pretty, pretty decent stuff. And yeah. So I I found some. I can't remember what they were, but I found some. Whenever I was looking at those Salewas too. Um, and they looked really good, and I can't, I can't remember. I'll have to look them up again. I can't remember who it was. I don't think it was a Brooks yeah, so shoe, but it, it was. Yeah, it looks like they have all the shoes that that I've been looking at. Yeah. Oh, did you go uh, on there? Yeah, I've got it pulled up. But I mean, they've got the Innovates, and they've got the the Ultras, the ones I've been looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, you may have seen all, everything that's kind of out there and available. Uh, yeah, backcountry.com is also a really good place to get, um, like, outdoor backpacking type stuff. Uh, and they yeah. usually will have sales. So they have an outlet, that country outlet. Um, so it's just another place to check for. Sometimes they have really great prices. Right. Yeah, so the, the Ultra Superior 5 is the one that I'm currently – the most infatuated with. So Do they ha- does it have a Gore-Tex model? A what? Gore-Tex version? No, I don't think so. No. But it's just like a super plain looking shoe, which I really like. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, enough about shoes. Let's talk about Area 6. Yeah, we got our this is our first uh like match results 
breakdown of the season, really. So Area Six was this last weekend, and <clears throat> it was a it was a heck of a match. Um, I have I have Limited pulled up, which was super mm-hmm. close, and I'm I'm happy for the guy that won. Uh, Browning ended up winning the match by 0.65%. He was seven points ahead of Shane Coley. Mm-hmm. And then Gorka, Gorka was third and Travis was fourth all over, all over 90%. So that was a, that was a close match uh, between them. John and Shane were within two seconds of each other. And it's actually interesting if you look at the like if you looked at Shane's like if you looked at his scores like he had seven more alphas and three less deltas and he was only mm-hmm. like two and a half seconds behind John you almost yeah. would have thought hey he would have you almost would have picked Shane to win that but probably some stage that John. John won just by by a higher percentage uh, that kind of bumped yeah. him up. John shot a real consistent match. Like his lowest place finish, he was fourth on one stage. Otherwise, he was first or second on every stage. Right. That is a solid, solid match from John Brown. Yeah, yeah it, it looks like Shane and John just kind of traded the whole, the whole match. Shane had one stage where he took a fourth place finish and everything else was first or second. Yeah, sh- no, Shane had two fourth place finishers. Oh three. yeah, two, four, oh, three fourth places. Oh, one of them, one of them, it looks like John just killed it. He was a hundred percent. Shane was eighty six percent. Otherwise, so they were both always over ninety. Yeah, that's where that's where John won the match. Then is that one that one stage where he was, but really really close. Uh, which that's mm-hmm. that's good, and I'm happy to see John. John feels. I feel like John's like the bridesmaid of like limited like he's always second right he's always really good he's always right there but he's almost always second not that he's never won a match but right yeah yeah so browning coley uh ibanez tomasi and then epifania is that how you say his name i think so rob yeah i I know i know he's uh he's real involved with PSTG. I follow him on the gram. But yeah, he does a lot of posts a lot of training and dry fire stuff. So nice limited finish there. Uh, let's talk about the most interesting one last, which I think is carry optics. Oh, that's one what? we can talk about. What? No, yeah. the most interesting one is look who shot freaking single stack. Mr. Coming back from the yeah. dead, Dave Savigny. Yeah. yeah, let's do that. And Dave had a had a pretty strong win. Yeah, Dave had a Dave had a good match. Uh, he beat John Vliger. I I really like. We need to like ask him how he says his name because I I feel like we butcher it all the time. But John Vliger was second, and I mean Dave got him by nine percent. Um, and John has been John has done well at single stack nationals the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I mean, it was a it was a good a good match by I, Dave and Dave. He was Dave also, was shooting minor. Yeah, that's the thing about like John. I feel like the majority of the single stack he shoots is minor, but he was shooting major. Yeah, I, I don't think he had a. Major. I don't think he had a major gun. 
so he's always he has pretty much always shot minor in the past. Yeah. Because I think he just had a minor gun, and I guess he got a major gun. But yeah. couldn't make up for. I mean, Dave shot. Dave was really accurate. Shot two deltas on the match, thirty-three Charlies, two hundred sixteen alphas. Did you see any of the videos of him shooting? Yeah, Dave. Yeah. I did. What you? Um, what did you think? Uh, I mean, it looks like a guy that has that has back problems, has had back problems, and hasn't been in the sport for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. like his shooting is obviously super solid. Like he's very efficient. He's, he was always, he was never like the most blazing fast shooter. Like he was always just really efficient with movement, uh, with his shooting. Like he shot really accurate and consistent. Uh, yeah. like, like Dave would have been like a guy like for Jeff to like model his shooting after, I think, like, I think yeah. like, like that would have been really good. And of course, I mean, Dave was really before he, he quit basically or stopped shooting, before you really got into the sport, right? Yeah, about the about the time that I started, I think. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, it looks. I mean, it like he looks really solid. He just like he doesn't quite look like the Dave Savigny that I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, he hasn't shot in basically five years, so I, I think that's yeah. I think that's totally normal. Like to me, like the, the results look really looking back is, is Dave versus cause Nils shot production and Dave shooting minor. So Nils is pretty much at the top of the sport in, if it's an iron sight division, Nils is definitely at the top of the sport. Um, yeah. So on the one thing I'll point out, uh, Dave versus Nils, if you combine those two divisions in the competitor app, mm-hmm. I mean, Dave has obviously still got a pretty good gap to make up at 92% of nils. But, I mean, overall, I'd say he was looking quite competitive. You know, he was uh, about 11 seconds slower for the entire match, both shooting minor. Uh, nils was just a little bit more accurate. One less Delta, three less Charlies. But I would, uh, I would, I would consider Dave to have been quite competitive for someone that really hasn't shot much, like, competitively in probably four years now. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's been I think it's been more than that cuz I don't think he was at the 2017 World Shoot, I don't think. So it's been it's been at least 5 years. Um So yeah, obviously Dave's still a fantastic shooter and he is last I looked, he was signed up for single stack nationals. So it's encouraging yeah. for him to get out. Nils shoot Nils is like He's always on, right? Because he's shooting matches all the time. All the time, like, yeah. Like he's always shooting matches, and I feel like he's he's really figured out the that canic. Like there was, I think, is a little bit of learning curve when he first picked it up, but he, like he's obviously got that figured out. And and Dave may just not be at like he's just getting back into it. Like he's just warming up into it, uh, and he's not in that. I would guess that he's not in a hundred percent competitive ready to really compete with the top guys yet and i'm i'm guessing that he'll be there be closer to that by nationals this was probably a good good warm-up match for him yeah so that was kind of my thought uh when you mentioned like what what he was like what it was like watching him shoot now versus then is like you know when you get to a position and shoot it it was very apparent like the the level of, of shooter that he was, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, where you can rip through strings and, and the guns just freaking 
driving nails is what it looks like, you know, not moving. Yeah. And then, but then when you would see him move positions, it, you know, like it's, it's pretty apparent that he, he doesn't have that, that ability to explode in his movement like he used to. Like if you watch some of those, those uh, old single stack production videos that are on YouTube of, of him shooting. Yeah. Like he's a, he's a pretty like violent mover in mm-hmm. those videos. Uh, you know, he, he gets down real low. He's kind of one of the guys, he shoots kind of like, uh, like Shane in like the, the shoulders and head posture yep. uh, type position. Uh, but he had a, he always had a, like a very violent, explosive moving, and uh, so you're not seeing that this go around, which is it, it's just interesting. Yeah, and I I don't even know what I know he's had a bunch of surgeries uh, or at least one surgery, but I don't I don't know really what what he's been dealing with. But I, I thought somebody said it was hips or hip oh yeah it was but... it was hip stuff yeah yeah his hips were it wasn't backs it was hips. His hips were really messed up. He played. A, he plays hockey a bunch, or did play hockey a bunch. Uh, I don't know if he got hip hip checked a bunch, or if he hip checked a bunch of people, or if it was mm. totally unrelated to that. But yeah. yeah, he had some bad hips. Which I mean, like that would make like if his mo- if his mobility is decreased, like his hips would be uh, that would make sense. Like, yeah, hips are messed I up. mean, honestly, anything in. You know, your posterior chain would make sense, but yeah. All right. Another thing too, just uh, if you combine uh, limited production and single stack, and look at the three winners, I mean, for perspective of how close Dave actually was to Nils there, though, Nils was essentially ninety five percent of John, and John was shooting high cap major. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the pretty tall order to try to compete with. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we know what we know what Nils can do with that gun from his his finish at uh, limited nationals shooting that gun, shooting minor. So we know he's a a force to be reckoned with, shooting major or not. Yeah, he's he's at the top of the heap. I'm, I look forward to our uh, our predictions, nationals predictions. Mm. Coming up in the next couple of weeks, because uh, it'll be tough to pick against Nils with a single stack gun. Because he hasn't shot single stack in three years. Last time he shot it, he won, uh, and he hasn't hasn't shot it since he's. This is the first time he's shot single stack since going to the to the Canic. Right. So. Yeah. It'll yeah, be, it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Yeah, yeah, I look forward to it. So, uh, production. KC won open, right? Yeah. I think so. Be back to open. I think yeah. so. Yeah, so you got KC, KC, Tom, and then Aaron. Yeah. Oh, 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 wait, wait, wait. Open division. We have a really big shout-out for open division. Uh, this was a hard-fought match. Um, Mr. Candom Lee himself, C-class legend. C-class uh, legend busted out a a C-class win. He was sixty-seven percent of of KC, and uh, he sent me Camden. He sent me some uh, videos of of his shooting. And that boy tells me that I asked him after seeing his video. I said, "How much do you drive, Ryan?" He's like, "Oh, like thirty minutes a night." And I'm like, "BS." 
Like, you think you're dry firing 30 minutes a night, but I don't actually believe that you are because I ain't never seen so much hunting for a dot in my life. Like, good <laughs> night. Like, Sitting in front of your TV is not dry fire. Right. Yeah, I Camden, think that's are you, what, are you got a show on and you're you just like strap on the belt. That doesn't count. That's what I, I he, he kind of said that, yeah, like he, when he gets home from work, I think he eats dinner and then like he like puts his gun on and then he kind of just wears it for the rest of the night. And I think Camden is hoping that like just by wearing it, that like it's going to, it's almost, it's not like, it's not osmosis because we're not in water, but it's almost like osmosis. <laughs> like if I just wear this gun, I'm going to get more comfortable with it and I'll be faster. That's why I set my shadow two on my desk. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think Camden needs a little bit more uh, focused dry fire uh, if if he wants to, because like just eating up gobs of time, not shooting related, not moving related, not anything related. Just you can't find the dot. And uh, but he did win C class, and uh, and I got to give him props for that. I think he's I think he said he'll be B class after this, but his name will. I don't care if he's GM, he's going to be C class legend for. <laughs> the end of time like that it should be on his if he has jerseys like it should be on his jerseys um but i know he was happy to win that so good for him oh yeah okay so the most interesting division we're gonna say it was uh carry optics for this match so carry optics i think had the largest field as well there was uh 159 people that either uh, it looks like 157 that finished the match. There's two with no scores. Jesus. Yeah, Open was this. I'm pretty sure Open was second with like 104. Uh, that's yeah. actually interesting. Before we get those results, like production only had like production had 19. And heck, single yep. stack. Single stack had 17. That I mean, se- single stack had 19 entries. Uh, there are a couple of DQs, yeah. so single stack had just as many entries as production did. Uh, which, if you like, it is amazing yeah. how much like CO looks like this really like like this great success. Like, hey, we've got all these new shooters that are shooting CO. I think we, I think CO just took basically like all of the shooters out of production, and then some shooters well, from right. open moved over to t- it. I think it's two things. It sucked a lot of people out of other divisions because, like, even limited was down to sixty-one people in this match. Yeah. But also, I mean, where a lot of new people would jump into production when they were new, I think they just go straight to CO these days. Yeah, that's what I see locally. A lot of newer guys are just straight mm-hmm. to CO. Yeah, that which really means easy. really means that we hired the bar to entry. If that's the case, right? <laughs> yep. I don't. I don't know if "hired" is the raised right word for there, but might be the word you're looking for. But the, I mean, like homeschooled, like maybe "hired" is is what is how they do it over there. I don't know. God. Uh, there was uh, there was three national champions in the top three in carry optics with uh, Max with a less than one point win over JJ. And then uh, Christian bringing up third place. Yeah, so, I mean, Christian is the one yeah. that – I mean, like, this match was interesting. Max versus JJ was super interesting, like, who came out, and they basically tied. Uh, right. They didn't because Max won. Max was .04 seconds faster overall than JJ, which is, like, wow. so crazy. They shoot it the whole match, and it's 
0.04 seconds apart. Um, but the one that nobody was really curious about, we didn't know what it was going to look like, was was Christian. Yeah. So this is interesting because this is the this is the first match Christian hasn't won in a really long time, isn't it? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, but you know, the last match I remember him not winning uh, was Ipswich Nationals a couple of years ago. Well, pre-COVID, so what, twenty nineteen? Yeah, and it it definitely seemed to have uh, fueled the fire because he had a had a pretty solid rest of that season and been pretty solid since then. So, I mean, and, this loss he he's shooting a CZ now, so I mean that could be a factor. <laughs> I mean, definitely. I mean, it definitely. I think it definitely probably hurt him um, for sure. Uh, I mean that. I mean, in all honesty, like there is a little bit to, um, like he's he's never that I know of. He hasn't ever shot a CZ before. Maybe he's maybe he started. He might have started in production when he started the sport, but he hasn't shot one competitively in the last three years that I'm aware of. It, so. it is it is going to be a change from shooting his 2011. Uh, the division's also different, so I think. Uh, You've got to get out there and shoot it a little bit against those top guys. Yeah. Because how you're going to necessarily approach stuff is going to be a little bit different. I mean, obviously, Max shoots his 320 like it's an open gun. Yep. But it, it it's easy to fall into the trap of being maybe a little cautious with a minor gun. Yeah, I mean, he shot 28 Charlies and two Deltas on the match uh, versus... Max had 49 Charlies, one Delta, and JJ had 40 Charlies and five Deltas. But they were, for the match, they were eight seconds faster. So, like, the, I mean, that may be just a bit of a mathematical learning curve that, like, hey, I need to, I can't be quite, like, 20 Charlies is, 28 Charlies. Like, I'm probably going a little too conservative at that point. I need to push a little bit. Well, and what I was referring to is it's kind of, I think you gotta trust yourself and shoot it because if anytime if you if you fall into the trap like going from a major division to minor because it was a hard change for me going from like limited to shooting production and carry optics is getting too slow and your hits don't really improve much you just end up going slower. Mm-hmm. Now, I, obviously, I haven't talked to Christian. I don't know if that's what happened, but like looking at the scores, I could see that being a possibility. Probably wasn't much slower. But it would be easy to be a little bit slower, which adds up over you know twelve stages. It's pretty uh, interesting also, that the top three shot penalty free. I don't know if the match was super tough or not. I didn't really um, look at the stages too much. I didn't see a ton of partials or anything though. I mean, just looking at the penalties, like it, I don't think it was a really tough match. Like, there's not like nobody's racking up. Lots of penalties. Yeah, for the videos I saw, it didn't look like there was any easy penalties to pick up. You know, no no tight partials or anything that I saw. Yeah. Um, also, what's pretty interesting on that division, though, is every one of the top five was over 90%. Uh, Matt Hempel and Sean Griffith, I think is how you pronounce the last name, uh, they were also in the top five, both over 90%. So I imagine... <coughs> This year's Carry Optics Nationals 
is probably going to be the most competitive one yet. Being standalone, I think there's going to be a lot of heat there. That's probably fair. Yeah, being a standalone Nationals, anytime you put a standalone Nationals like that, there's always always going to be a lot more heat. And yeah, I think that the like until last year it was a it was a like the they were fairly big fields, but the the talent at the top was it was Max and everybody else. Really, Wait. right? And and now yeah. now you're seeing a lot you I mean, this match Area 6 had 3 three previous national winners. Um, well, I mean, you're all the way year. down. You're all the way down to 60th place before you get below 70%. Yeah. And that may speak, that may somewhat speak to the match. Like if mm-hmm. the match was a more, a more wide open, uh, then there's not as much room to separate yourself. Um, and so yeah. that, that could be, that could be a little bit of the, of the match. Right. Uh, but yeah, you look at I don't I don't would you say Matt was it Matt Hempel was that his name was that his first name yeah, Matthew Matthew Hempel is his full name I don't know if he goes by Matt or Matthew um, I, I mean like I mean heck he was he shot he was point zero two seconds faster than Christian actually and I mean he's right there with where Christian was at and and Sean Griffith yep. ain't far off of that either um, so mm-hmm. yeah those boys are those boys are shooting they're shooting mm-hmm. well. And Tanfo Timmy didn't quite uh, break the top five, but he did come in six. So yeah, we can, saw we can that. mention him too. I mean, dude, that guy to. hustles freaking hard. <laughs> that talking about like aggressive movement, like yeah, he because he shot Ozarks, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like he looks to be like he is so out of control all the time. Oh man, like like I have, yeah, that dude. I mean, that dude just flat got after it, like. Like effort exerted to go from A to B, like it is. He's he's putting it. He's putting the effort there. Oh yeah, yeah. And, well, and when I say he looks out of control, I mean it purely like from a look standpoint. His targets do not show that, but like just watching, that's what it looks like. Yeah, he shot good. Yeah, I mean, two hundred eight alphas, thirty eight charlies, and four deltas, one penalty. Like, yeah, he's clearly finding the center of the target most of the time. Yeah, but. I don't know, just watching people shoot, like there's there's very few people that you watch and there's that much effort in in their moving. Yeah. Like even like top top guys, like I think Ben is, yeah, like you, you see him putting that effort in when he's moving. Um, and there's probably, you know, a couple other ones that it's very noticeable the the effort that goes into getting out of position and, and getting moving. But yeah. It's it is unique when you see somebody doing that. And know to get on that level of effort. Right? I don't I don't think I possess that level of effort, quite <laughs> frankly. Like I don't I don't think it's within me. Yeah, I don't think you do either. I, that's yeah. It's too much energy. All right. Uh have you boys been training? I have kind of started back to dry fire this week. Uh, dry fired yesterday. Dry fired today. So just doing just doing pretty light dry fire though, not real structured. Just doing some draws and reloads. You know, focusing on basically drawing the gun, loading it for five or ten minutes. I'll slowly build up, and then probably next week I'll get a little more structured. It'll be 
I'm doing this for, you know, this level of time and then doing the next drill. But right now I'm just kind of building back in there, getting the gun in my hand, doing some loads. I nice. did load some ammo this week too, so maybe maybe I'll go maybe I'll go live fire next mm. week sometime. Yeah, that'd be good. I uh, last week I I went and cast bullets, so I got like I got like eighteen thousand bullets, so I've got probably bullets for the rest of the rest of my season this year how, for how it's looking, and uh, so that's good. It's nice having all that stuff and not having to worry about. It. I got all the components for. For the year, I've got, I finally got my, my Mark 7, I've got a Mark 7 on my 1050 and it, it would like, the machine was running fine. It would just like randomly, the iPad would just shut off. And if you know the Mark 7, anytime you restart the iPad, you have to calibrate it. So it means you have to pull all, all your, all the cases out of the shell plate so it can calibrate. And Um, I think it's a. I think it's a five eighths wrench will fit on the little backer plate and you can actually finish cycling it by hand. Just FYI. Oh yeah. But I mean, still, so it was, it was just a massive pain that like it would just shut off in the middle. So I contacted them like, yeah, it might need to be updated. And finally, I finally got it updated, which was a bit of a process. Uh, I, 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 their instructions for it, I don't think are all that good, but part of it is just me being a little bit technology <laughs> technologically um what can i say that's appropriate i can't say retarded uh yeah challenged um yeah but i I think i got it i loaded 500 rounds this morning this morning and it didn't it didn't mess up on me so i may be i may be having a few long sessions and loading up a bunch of ammo and getting basically having ammo loaded for the year but i've got like i said earlier i've got bighorn coming up like 10 days after the recording of this so this yeah. is going to be a a heavy round count week. I'm gonna try to live fire a lot. I live fired yesterday and today, and when it's gonna be super windy the next few days. But then probably gonna try to live fire at least three more days this week. Um, my my shooting right now is like I'm seeing more good stuff than I have seen in a long time. It's just like it's just sometimes I just have runs where it just it's just crappy. It's like, and it's, yeah. it's really, it's not like, it's not crappy that I'm like throwing shots everywhere, but it's more of like, I'm starting to see lots of just like, I'm go- driving the gun as hard as I can. And I'm still shooting two alphas, like, like really nice groups for both shots on, on all the targets. And then sometimes like it's, you just yank it down and it's, it's a Delta, it's a Delta somewhere. And you get, it's like, that was just, bad fundamentals and you see it while you're shooting it's it's frustrating um so i i'm hoping that i can push a little bit in live fire get a few more rounds down hopefully get that a little bit more consistent um because i i'm getting to the part of the season now where expectations start becoming a part of a part of things right and that's where like when you don't have any expectations like it's easy like if you just go shoot and you go have fun and like yeah, you have bad runs in practice or you have a bad run at match. Like, it's okay. You don't, that's not fun to have bad runs, but you don't have any expectations. This match really is is a setup match for nationals. Like, I want to cut a bighorn. I want to do well enough that, like, I feel like I have confidence that I can, I can shoot reasonably well at nationals. Um, and yeah. so 
so uh, you you have expectations going into this match, whereas Ozarks there were there were no real expectations. Just just go shoot a match again, and so yeah. So we'll see how I manage those expectations and try to try to ramp up training a little bit and and get prepared for that as best I can. So why why are you seeing like good things this year? Is this a random thing, or or is there a reason why you're seeing? good better things than you've seen in a while um it's the biggest thing i can attribute it to is is trigger technique um and how i'm pulling the trigger um i have in my career i have basically like if somebody's like thought of something like somebody's had success doing something i've probably tried to do that in my shooting and i maybe a little bit to my detriment that i've i haven't just stuck with what i do naturally and i'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna answer your question, but I'm gonna go back. I don't like if people follow golf at all. I probably I don't know if people hate that I bring up golf, but like right now, Scotty Scheffler is the number one golfer in the world. He's won. He just won the Masters. I think it's his fourth win in the past seven weeks. Like he like which is insane for golf. Like last year, I think one person won three tournaments all of last year. He just won four. One being a World Golf Championship and one being the Masters, and won by a lot. Um, and if you watched his swing, like if you watched his footwork and his swing, it's like, dude, like there are there are amateur golfers all over the world that look better than that. Uh, like because his like feet, like both his feet come off the ground, like he's out of ba- it looks out of balance, and the dude is just absolutely just striping it, like he's unconscious, and he's just like like he is playing his game. And he's doing like he's he has used his swing. He hasn't tried to chase, try to swing it like Tiger. He swings it like he does, and and it's got him to number one in the world. And I, I think if anything, I've been guilty of trying to do too much of what other people say you need to do, and not maybe sticking with what I was maybe good at when I first started. And so for me right now, where I'm at, I've got I've got two thoughts with my trigger. Is one is I'm trying to. I'm trying to almost stay in contact with the trigger through the, through the motion of it. Um, yeah. I, I went through a big time in my career. Like I came way off of it and it wasn't intentional. I just did. Like I came way off the trigger. Um, so yeah. trying to stay, trying to minimize that movement has really helped, uh, the movement of my front sight in recoil. Um, and then the other thing is direction of pull. So it's not necessarily thinking of prepping it, but it is thinking of pulling straight back to my chest. Because uh, I think I grip really strong with my right hand. Like I, I've tried to try to isolate it and and hold the gun. Like if I'm going to grip the gun hard, I can't. I can't like just crush with my left hand and keep my right hand loose. Like I I just don't have. That doesn't work for me. Um, like it doesn't. Yeah. And so because I grip hard with my right hand. Uh, like I can very easily push a lot to one side or the other and that, and that moves the gun and recoil that moves the side and recoil uh, to where it gets real unpredictable where that second shot's going to be. And so when I, when I minimize my trigger finger movement and stay in contact and I, and I pull it straight back towards my chest, basically I think of pulling it to the center of my chest. Uh, and if I do that, then man, that sight it gets so predictable. And it's like, okay, I can just, I can go as fast as I want with this. And I, the only problem right now is that I just don't, I know what to do physically. I just can't physically do it every time. 
And mm-hmm. so like, so it's like you push and it, if you push and you do it right, then it's going to be great. If you push and you do it wrong, then it's going to be bad. Uh, yeah. So we're yeah. trying to just get it so that whenever I, I can, I can feel consistent enough that I can push uh, more consistently. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I like what you said about trigger control. Cause like personally me, I've never thought beyond just like I pull the trigger. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never tried anything else. Like this is, I pull the trigger. The rounds generally go where I'm trying to shoot them. If they don't go, it's probably because either I moved the gun too soon or my weak hand was not doing its job. Yeah. I've never thought about it beyond that. Yeah. And some people don't need to. Hmm. Like like I've taught like I I mean obviously I'm really good friends with Bob Crow and and he has he has some of the best trigger control in the of anybody that's in the sport, in my opinion. And I've talked yeah. to him about his trigger control and he's like, I have never once in my life worked on it or thought about it. He's like, it just, he crushes the gun with his hands and he has big hands and he's, and I've like, I just, I've never worked on it. I haven't need to needed to. And and he's right. Like he, he hasn't. And it's like, I kind of hate you a little bit. uh, Cause I've had to spend a lot of time on it. You know, I, I used to be like two years ago, maybe three years ago ish. I used to be like what Jared was describing. Like mm-hmm. any any shot that wasn't where I thought it should be, um, or anything like that, I always attributed to um, well, the sights just weren't lined up, or yeah, I was I was moving off or something. Um, and then we did that challenge. I don't know if anybody remembers it. You posted about it, I think, on one of our pages. But we did that challenge between us guys on the podcast where we were doing the – what did we do, 50 yards? I think it was 40 yards. I think it was like a 40-yard. Don't we do it like was it just two shots at 40 yards? Yeah. Or what it was, was it? It had to be two A-zone hits. Yeah, yeah. It was like how how fast can you get two A-zone hits yep. uh, at 40 yards, 40 or 50? It was a long ways. Yeah. Um, and so that drill I did, and then also like the six dot drill, uh, mm-hmm. you know, where you, you draw and try to put six into the dot at either three, five, or seven yards. Um, those drills kind of made me realize that my trigger pull wasn't good. Um, and that the other thing you're saying holds true for me as well. A bad trigger press does have a bearing on how the sights come up and recoil, mm-hmm. which I know sounds weird. And I think a lot of people will disagree with, and maybe, maybe it's not true for everybody. I honestly don't really know, but for me, it's true. Um, like how, and it's very slight, but when you're, when you're looking at shots like that, like the six dot drill, or the 40 yards, and you need to make the shot quickly. Yeah. Um, making that, that recoil predictable is pretty important. So those two drills will really bring that out. I think they do anyway. The like especially the six dot, because you got what is it? Is it six shots or five? Six shots, right? In five yeah, seconds. Yeah, if you do it Ben's way, it's it's six shots. Yeah, so that one, especially that one, because you have six shots to watch that sight um, come up and down, mm-hmm. and it, 
you, I think you really start making that connection. It's like, oh, well, that didn't come back down where I wanted it to. Well, why? And then like you do it a few times and you start figuring out, well, well, every time it does this, it's because my trigger pull felt like, felt like that. Um, it's an interesting correlation that I didn't really realize till whenever we did that. Yeah. Two years ago or whatever it was. So it's, it's an interesting topic, but yeah. something people should pay attention to, I think. It's interesting you bring up the, the dot drill. Cause I used to shoot that a lot. Like, yeah. you know, when I was coming up, I would, I would, I would do one set of that probably about every other practice at least. And I haven't, I don't think I, I probably have not shot that drill since like 2019. Yeah. I can remember anyways. But I used to do that quite a bit, and it is a is a good drill. It's right; you don't have much uh, room for error moving the right. gun around. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. I, I do that. I use that drill a lot, um, I, slightly differently, but basically same thing, same concept. Um, and yeah, it's it's. I like to use it as a like. I go shoot like a set of mags, which for me means four four mags loaded to eight, which means usually two runs on a small drill. Uh, and then I'll come and then I'll come and shoot like, like three times, three reps on like a, on a dot drill type type drill, and then go do a different, go do something else and come back just as like a basis of reference. And that, that drill is so like, it's so funny and so frustrating because you can try to shoot it basically like if you shoot it a bunch at some point you're going to get to where you just shoot it to a cadence because you know kind of what you're, what you should be able to shoot it at and you will just shoot it to a cadence. And, and if you do that, if you're like me and you do that, like you're going to end up with shots that are off of it. Like it's like, they're not, they're not in the middle and then you'll come back and you'll be like, okay, I'm not, I'm going to ignore the time and I'm just going to shoot it whenever I see it back in the middle. And for me, like whenever I do that, the time is the exact same. Like it doesn't, it doesn't get slower. Like it's the, it's the exact same time. It's just a matter of like, sometimes being patient is not any slower. Uh, Cause, but when you're patient, you tend to shoot with better fundamentals. And hmm. I don't know. I, I find it, it's, I find it very fascinating that that drill is a really, a really fascinating one um, to, yeah to experiment with. It can tell you a lot if you're paying attention. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It can tell you a lot. A lot like the drill like doubles. Yep. There's I mean that there's those really simple drills that it's just like one target, like just getting feedback from the gun. Like there's there's so much to that you can learn just from just from that. It's pretty yeah. interesting. Um yeah. me, yes. I have been dry fire training. I've had one live fire training session. I think it was about 200 rounds-ish. And I think that's all I did was like doubles doubles type training. And yeah, I had a lot of takeaways as far as slop that I had developed uh, in the off season as far as trigger pull goes. Um, so by the end of that session, I was, I was kind of starting to, to remember what a good trigger press for me feels like. And I was starting to bring shots closer together. So that was good. That was good to see. Um, I need to get back out there and do it. So 
try to be consistent, try to get out every week, uh, still dry fire in, and just need to get more more structured. Yeah, but you got to get some good rounds downrange. Yes, yes, I need to mm-hmm. real bad. Uh, that's, yeah, I just need to. I will point out, too, while I just am now starting my training for the year, I have been shooting. Now. I've been shooting my local matches. We have one every Tuesday indoors, and then uh, I think I've gotten to three outdoor matches locally so far this year. Hmm. So, I mean, I'm still getting some rounds behind the gun. I'm just not training, live fire training. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't shot any local, like Ada locals. I went went to another distant one uh, a couple weeks ago before for the Ozarks. I'm gonna go to one this coming weekend. Yeah, I'll probably go to that same one this coming weekend. Um, but I need to I need to do all the stuff that I don't want to do, like load bullets and. Well, you just gotta turn your press on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, waking up to load on a 550 is, that's not fun. Yeah, but but for me, it's it's not, it doesn't seem that bad because it's the only thing I've ever done. Yeah. Uh, I don't have anything to compare it to. Yeah. It's hard to get But ahead. still, it's finding the, the time. Yeah, it's finding the time to do it. You know, if I, if I want to keep dry firing when I do and working out when I do it's finding uh finding those moments where I can go load for 20 minutes you know yeah no it's I mean like when I was on a manual machine it was a a lot of the time it was I want to go shoot today so like 15 minutes before I went and shot I loaded 200 rounds and and went and shot like that like that there was there was no yeah like stockpiling like maybe on a weekend you might load up 500 and so that gives you a couple practice sessions through the week but yeah but yeah there was no stockpiling ammo yeah i I used to load ahead and keep like a five gallon bucket of loaded ammo but i've gotten way too lazy on doing that i generally am loading 500 to a thousand at a time when i need it yeah yeah that's kind of i kind of load usually about a thousand at a time and that Given my current rate of shooting, that lasts me for a while. Uh, so we have something exciting that if people get to this part of the the uh, show that I hope they uh, will, we have a contest, upcoming contest. And mm-hmm. uh, it is basically like you have to video yourself doing a dry fire reload. And that's, that's all it is. And we are going to have a judge. I don't know if Jeff wants to release the name that he has. No, not he's yet. He's in talks with. Uh, yeah, not but yet. But like, it's a guy who knows knows reloads well enough that he can be a judge. And it's just like it doesn't matter if if it takes you a hundred tries to get your best load. It doesn't matter. Like, and it and the like a part time doesn't like don't put a part time to it. Uh, it's just uh, it's no. just a reload and. And our judge is going to decide who has the best load or the the best load or the fastest load. Like, yeah, you're 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 underplaying this. That this is all about mind numbing speed. Okay, 
It's one load, one out of a hundred, however hard you can push. I prefer it to be dry fire because I feel like pushing that hard in live fire would probably be dangerous. Or it would for <laughs> me. Like, I, I'm not going to push that hard in any live fire session. Um, but, yeah, it, it is all about mind-numbing, like, can you grab the mag and put it in the gun in one frame uh, speed, right? So that's that's all it is, is you need one load and you need it to be as fast as you can possibly move your hand. It's going to be like a high ready start and then, you know, you'll use a timer to set your, to, to go. Oh, Actually, I don't even like, know if I, I don't, yeah, I don't even know if I want to do the timer, honestly. I haven't no, thought about that you yet. Don't, you don't need a timer, like you just need to catch a reload on video, like however you want that reload to be on video and, yeah. and the judge is going to decide i i think this person looks the fastest yeah like and it's so, and it's purely like it is purely subjective in what the judge thinks is the fastest yes. load yeah and i'm just going to tell the judge give me the ones that you think are the most impressive i'm not even going to say fastest i'm going to say most impressive oh so like if it. like well then it, then you're talking about like trying to do weird stuff what do you mean? Weird? What kind of weird stuff can you do? Like if you're doing like like catching, trying to catch a mag, or like you're doing a load while you're trying to do something else, or just do a traditional load. The judge will pick the sexiest one. I mean, you I'll can do something stupid you if you want to. I don't care. And and like there's like this is this is big. Like the winner gets a hit factor hat. I don't have one on right now, unfortunately. Yeah, I got uh, one right. Right there, up there. Yeah. Though the ones that we have left over don't have the text on the back. We don't have any of those left over. That's all right. Yeah. So uh, half of them said stop recording, damn it, on the back. And half of them don't say that. But they look the same on the front. So the only ones we have left are the, the blank ones on the back because everybody wanted the cool ones. At uh, at the Ozarks, that's what majority of people picked was that one. Yep. But yeah, so having a contest. However, to participate, you have to be in the Discord because there will be. That's how you're going to submit short clips in the Discord. We're talking like real short clips. Like once you get that reload on video, you just clip that reload. I mean, it should be like a three second video. And, and what's the uh, deadline going to be for this? Um, I mean, it, it depends on when I can get confirmation out of my judge. So, yeah, I, I imagine there'll be like a two-week period probably that will take entries. And you can only submit one video? Yes, only submit one video. But yeah, it's all about mind-numbing speed. That's it. Hand any gun? Speed. Yeah, any gun. It'll be any gun. So open gun versus production gun don't matter? Don't matter. Dude, I mean, I mean, to be yeah, honest, it, like if you're if matter. you're just going for like like absolute crushing speed, like yeah, you have to hit the load anyway. Yeah, I mean, dude, my like my fastest load I can do, it would not matter if there was a magwell or not. Yeah, it just wouldn't matter because I'm literally throwing the magazine into the gun, and sometimes it goes in. It just won't hurt on all those attempts where you do miss before you get it. 
That's right. the, it won't hurt as much. Yeah. That's but the pain difference. Look like my, my finger. Yeah. yeah. Pain, pain is weakness leaving the body, though. So. I look forward to Jeff's video. Like I, I am assuming that Jeff is going to submit a video. I look forward to seeing it because I've never seen a video of Jeff like going for mind numbing speed on a load. And so like, yeah. I really do like, I want to see that on video. It'll be on video. Yeah. Now, rest right. assured. I will be making some stupid face while I do it because, <laughs> because I can't control my facial muscles when I'm going hard <laughs> like that. So I'll be doing something stupid with my face for sure. I'll see what I can record my dry fire next. Yeah, so it hasn't officially started yet. It may have started by the time this comes out. So if you hear this, we may already be a week into it. So yeah. hurry up and go join the Discord. And there should be a channel. I will create a channel for speed reload competition. That's how we'll get this entries in there. Everybody will just put their video in there we'll get him to our judge our judge will do his thing you know we'll give him however much time he needs to do that if he needs a week or two weeks whatever to judge it give him his time and then i want to have him on the show to to discuss the winners and why they were the most impressive that would be great we can win we'll probably do like a top three like there'll be a winner yeah and then there'll be two losers, but they will be the most impressive of the losers. Yeah. The best of the worst. Yeah. So that, yeah, that is the plan I right now. Like this is like this is a first of, of competitions that we'll probably have some more of these uh going on in the future. So Yeah. Get get in, get involved. Uh my money's on Jay. To win it's pretty quick. Um, he's just a dry fire maniac, and so I have a feeling he's gonna put down some impressive stuff. But I'm not gonna make it easy on him. No, no, it'll be interesting. It will be interesting because, I mean, all the Instagram warriors like that's the only load they do. So they See, might be Jeff really good at it. That- like Jeff thinks that my the loads that he's that you see are my all for nothing loads, but I think there's no, I think I got another gear in there. I'm sure you do. I mean, you load like that in matches, so I have no doubt. I think, there's another. I gear. think there's another gear. It's gonna be fun. I've, I've messed gear. with it a little bit, uh, and it's, it's there's actually like I actually do think there's a lot of good training value in doing this, uh, like. Like going uh, absolutely all out on your loads. Like if you will yeah. do that, like and you will try to do it, and like and then you go back to your regular load. Like yeah. it, they like the consistency of those. I think you'll see those jump up. So I, 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 I think this is. I think this will be fun. Like it's just fun to like make dry mm-hmm. fire a little bit more fun for just a little bit. Uh, be fun to laugh. Like I hope there's some fail videos. Like I hope that we may maybe we need to have like the. Like the real videos, and then like a competition for fail videos. <laughs> like, yeah. like who throws the magazine the furthest? Uh, so I look forward to hopefully there will be some fail videos uh, going in as well. But oh, dude, if we could do, if we could figure out some way to share like extended videos, because you know, like the the failed reloads and something like this are going to be ten times more than 
Oh, than yeah. successes. So if we could do a compilation video of just like pure reload flubs, that yeah. would be amazing. I'll, I mean, we can do that. Just send them to Jeff or myself, and we'll put them on the Discord on the on Instagram. Like if yeah. you like if you do like <laughs> just just text them to us or send us to them on Instagram or Facebook, and we'll we'll put them up there. Uh, and I I mean I think it's, I like people always want to put like. Like you know how boring it is a little. It's a little bit boring just to see like a fast reload on Instagram. Right. Everybody yeah. posts fast reloads on Instagram. Right. Uh, but like videos it's, where you're just like like you're getting mad at yourself and you like you're throwing mags across the room because you're trying right. to be as fast as possible. Like, dude, we need more of that on Instagram. Dude, yeah, just like a video of people throwing mags across the room and yeah, profanity. compilation. Yeah. yeah. Just oh, it would be so beautiful. Yeah. So send us those too. Uh, those those yeah. might be too long to go. Like Discord, you can only send very short stuff yeah. on the Discord. Yeah. But if you want to send those those to us on our Instagram or Facebook page, or if you have yeah, Jeff's Facebook, number, Jeff, what's your what's your phone number? Uh, Facebook would probably be best. Oh, I, I think you can you can no send problem. longer videos in Messenger, so that would probably be good. Yeah, yeah, Messenger. Is it'd be great? So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Oh, dude, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be fun. I can't wait. I can't wait. All right. Uh, um, finishing remarks. Go follow the Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube, and Discord. Go join those if you're on YouTube. Like, subscribe. Thank you. Have to leave a comment for the algorithm. That would be um, great. Yeah. And then uh, any sort of inquiries or if you don't want to get the Discord and refuse, you can send messages through Facebook, Instagram, or email. We do have a Hit Factor email, dhitfactorpodcast at gmail.com. Send any sort of business inquiries or questions. We can take questions there too. So that's it. Yeah. Join the, uh, join the Discord. Like, I think it's going to get more and more entertaining uh yeah it's getting better and better yeah so if you're not on there get on there at some point jeff's gonna put up a paywall so like if you get in now it'll be free and at some point it probably won't be free so yeah does jeff mean like that i wouldn't do that jeff would do that yeah i'll do it for sure okay y'all good stop wording damn it Stop recording, damn it.